Do you believe in love at first sight or lust at first sight or both? Both. So my whole life, you know, I have been kind of obsessed with like Mariah and Martha Stewart. Mm -hmm. Like Mariah Carey and Martha Stewart. And I find it really funny when I went on the Martha Stewart show and I saw someone on the set that I immediately was so intrigued by and so interested in. Okay. Was it another chef or who's this person? Like a reality star? No, it was her floor director. Oh. And um, his last name is the best last name. Diamond. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I Didn't we meet in New York City? No, we were going to, but he it was his birthday weekend. Okay, okay. And so we are good friends now. And I don't know, like, it's almost like my obsession with Martha, like, was, be, like, to meet this person that's become, like, a friend. That's so awesome. And, like, I don't really care about Martha anymore. Like, I'm not being rude, but like, I don't really care about like Martha anymore. But like, I met him, and it's like, just he's just the coolest person. Here, hold your candle like that, and then hold it under your face like you're telling me a story about Martha Stewart. Okay, oh, I'm not telling all of those stories here today, darling. The Mariah Carey, when I finally got to meet her, and I was like so nervous to meet her, right? Oh my god, guess who introduced? Guess who introduces me to her? The same guy. No, Christopher Buckle, her makeup artist. And I just like fell in love with him too. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. It's like whenever I met like these people that I've been obsessed with, like I'm like, oh, I was supposed to meet this so person. So he was just like hanging around in the corners while you're meeting Mariah No, he, he introduced me to her. He introduced Yeah, you. he was the one that was like, oh, in your name? Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. Or whatever. But then he was like, he like saw my shoes. Okay. You he know. was like fish hat style. Yes. <laughs> Even Mariah was like, Christopher, you need these shoes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was the coolest thing. But anyhow, so I just find it really funny that like the two women in my life that I've been like obsessed with, I go there and I meet like two of the most amazing souls I've ever met. You know what I mean? Besides you, Felice. Like you're my my number one bitch. You're like my brother, number one bitch from another mother. And it's only happened those two times in my life that I saw someone that I was just like, who is that totally like have you ever just like seen someone so interesting that you're just like yeah i have to know more about them who's that bit yes exactly that reminds me i need to go buy some new eyelashes so i can be that bitch for high tea where we get high and spill the tea i'm philip and felicia here we go oh my god did i ever tell you about that that tweet i saw that made me laugh for days and it said um tops be like make that bussy talk and bottoms just be farting <laughs> i i'm sorry i thought that was a hiccup from my butt <laughs> I just thought that tweet was so hilarious. Like, I've been laughing about it forever. I always say that. I was like, oh, my my butt had a hiccup. Oh, my God, Felicia. Apparently, there's a gay serial killer in New York City. I heard about this, and I think it's the saddest thing. Tonight, a New York City community on high alert after police say a string of robberies and assaults in New York City may be connected to the mysterious deaths of two gay men earlier this year. It's scary, actually, because... 
it could happen to anyone. It's scary. It's really, really scary. Julio Ramirez and John Umberger were found dead shortly after leaving gay bars in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan in two separate incidents. Their families telling NBC News their bank accounts were drained and that they may have been drugged. Now, after months of fear and outrage, both from the LGBTQ community and the men's families, the NYPD confirming their deaths are being investigated as part of, quote, several incidents where individuals have been victims of either robberies or assault. Me cayó una llamada y me dijeron que era del hospital de Mount Sinai, de Manhattan, y que era el examinador. In April, 25-year-old Julio Ramirez was found dead in the back of a taxi an hour after he was seen leaving the Ritz Bar and Lounge with three unidentified men, something his friends say was out of character. To get into a cab with a bunch of strangers to just give away his phone, potentially give away his belongings, um, it's just not like him. About a month later, 33-year-old Umberger was found dead after he and two unidentified men left another popular Hell's Kitchen gay bar, The Q. His mother, Linda Clary, telling our New York station that detectives are looking at 14 victims with similar stories who survived, as well as other deaths. There is definitely a system of being drugged, whether it's through drinking something or needles or, or whatever, that renders the person immobile to protest from being taken advantage of, and it wipes out your memory. Clary says her son's cell phone and credit cards were stolen, with more than $25,000 wiped from his bank accounts. Much like Ramirez, whose family says $20,000 was taken out of his accounts. They seem to clearly target young gay men. The NYPD said the city's medical examiner is still determining Ramirez and Umberger's official causes of death, adding that some, though not all, of the victims in the investigation are believed to be part of the LGBTQ community, which is causing concern and fear from Hell's Kitchen residents and visitors alike. I think it's something that's important these days, at least to some, you know, let somebody know that you're out or, you know, this is where I'm headed, um, so somebody, you know, at least knows your whereabouts. These should be the spaces where everybody feels the safest going, but especially LGBT people. And um, to, to have something so tragic like this happen, it's, it's awful. It makes me feel I should be very careful um, who I trust, which is unfortunate. You want to be open in these communities. You don't want to feel you have to um, be careful and mistrusting. But for those who've continued to push for justice, this might be the start of finally getting some answers. I wonder if it's actually like a, um, they say a it's like, gang. Yeah, they say it's like gangs. Or I wonder if it's a person who's repeating the 1992 murders that were also gay-related. Investigators say Richard Rogers would pick up gay men, then murder them. In the late 1970s, one man committed a series of crimes that shocked New Yorkers in the gay community. Between 1975 and 1976, the dismembered bodies of six men turned up in the Hudson River. Cops believed all the men were gay. The bags that contained the remains reportedly had the insignia of NYU Medical Center's neuropsychiatric unit. The crimes became known as the bag murders. Organizations like the New York Anti-Violence Project emerged to help bring attention to crimes against the LGBTQ community. The Anti-Violence Project, or AVP, is an organization that works to address and end all forms of violence that impact the LGBTQ community, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community. And we 
started in 1980, and we started doing this work in response to violence that people in the community were experiencing that was really going without attention. And so folks came together on their own um, to do two things. One, to support the survivors, and that is still a very central part of our work today. And then the second thing that our founders did was they really came together to advocate for changes. They would talk about how you never go off with someone without introducing them to your friend and talking about where, you know what I mean? So that if you were missing the next day, like sort of a buddy system so that you could track down what happened. In the early 90s, New York's LGBTQ community faced a familiar terror. A serial killer was targeting gay men at specific piano bars. Yes, they believe he very well may have more victims. There were four gay men that were murdered at the very least. It was very scary. I mean, AIDS already was a terrifying plague that was affecting so many gay men. And now you had this man going to perfectly nice places like Five Oaks, which is a piano bar, Townhouse, which was at the time kind of a hustler bar. Half the people were sex workers, the other half were old men. But it was a lovely townhouse with flowers, and it almost looked like the waiting room to a funeral home, which actually proved prophetic in a very tragic way. In 1991, sanitation workers collecting trash along the busy New Jersey Turnpike found the dismembered remains of one man across various trash cans, as well as other evidence like a blood-stained bedsheet, a saw, and bloody latex gloves. Cops say the victim's wallet was found in the trash. He was identified as 54-year-old investment banker Peter Anderson from Philadelphia, who was in Manhattan attending a political fundraiser. Reports say he had been separated from his wife for a year, with whom he had two children, after coming out as a gay man. He was last seen at the townhouse bar in Midtown. When it opened in 1989, the New York bar scene was just starting to get wonderfully crazy thumping and young and loud and the townhouse was none of those things it was like a calculated throwback not only was it a piano bar but it was a piano bar that just seemed really old even on the day it opened and that's who it attracted it attracted older men and also attracted hustlers who were interested in older men and then vice versa more than a year later, in July 1992, the body of 57-year-old computer sales rep Thomas Mulcahy was also found in New Jersey Turnpike garbage cans, just like Peter Anderson. Mulcahy, a father of four from Massachusetts, was in New York City to give a presentation at the World Trade Center. Court documents, as well as police, say his wife said he was known to have affairs with men. Mulcahy, a computer executive from Boston, was known to frequent gay bars in Manhattan. Credit card transactions placed Mulcahy here at the townhouse shortly before he disappeared. People always said that's one of the reasons why the townhouse was attractive to people because if you were seen going into it, nobody would think twice. In the spring of 1993, less than a year after Mulcahy's murder, 44-year-old Anthony Marrero, a sex worker who hustled in Manhattan, went missing. Days later, his body parts were found in a rural part of New Jersey in trash cans. Months later, in late July, body parts were found in trash cans picked up from a rest stop in Rockland County, New York. They belonged to Michael Sakara, a 56-year-old gay man who worked for the New York Law Journal. 
Sakara had been last seen alive leaving a bar in Greenwich Village with a man that he met there. Well, yeah, and, it's a copycat killer. I'm going to start reading that book. And so I think that's really interesting. Um, so how many people in New York right now are, were dead? And actually what, how this all came to be is they tried to kill somebody and he got away. He was badly, badly beaten. And wow. So... These guys, I, I, I'm sure maybe they had some memory loss. I don't fucking know, but they went through the ringer. They told the police everything they knew. But basically, yeah, there's when murders that are related. Oh, in, in 1992, the murders? No, I'm saying right now. So, like, they don't know if it's the mob. Oh, let's see if there's been an update to this story. This was featured in The Advocate. Um, is a gang in New York murdering gay men? Um, so it's more than one person. Right. Well, the last guy said that he was basically in the club and somebody picked him up. Like, basically, it started as like a flirtation on the dance floor or something. They're like, oh, let me walk you home. Oh, I'm going this way too. And then they beat the shit out of him. Well, in our community, like, we need to be careful. And so it makes me un uneasy to know that there's like a serial killer out there. Mm -hmm. When people be like just showing up at strangers' house to fucking have a one night fucking hookup anyway. Anybody could f catfish anybody into getting into, you know, come find me, you know, ass up, face down, walk in my in house. A field. Or whatever. You know what? I have a cousin. He loved getting fucked in a field in the back of his like property or whatever. Oh. But it's like, if you are a cum guzzling whore like that, I'm going to send you a Christmas card like a cum guzzling whore that you are. <laughs> so when I addressed his Christmas card one year, I said to Derek, babe, the biggest cum guzzling whore in Parker. And then his address below. And he got his mail. He got it in the mail that year. Wow. Getting killed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Are you high? Yeah, I am. Can you imagine, like... Getting killed. Seriously, who the fuck screams like that? Oh, my God. It's time for Hickory Dickory TikTok Fuck. Hickory Dickory Dock. Tick Tock. Tick Tock. Tick Tock. Tick Tock. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Oh, my God, Fleesh. I love when we do this. Unfortunately, the Pope has just died. The really? previous, The Pope that resigned. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Not the new, not yeah, the current not the pope. pope. The Pope that resigned, and there yeah. hadn't been a resigned Pope in like 600 years or whatever. He wanted a simple funeral. funeral. But this guy was like, I don't know what good he did, but... He was an asshole, wasn't he? Well, yeah. He didn't, you know... Uh, he wasn't my favorite pope, but I'm not a Catholic, but it is what it is. I, I don't mean to make light of the dead, but you, well, let have, me see. you let have me got see. to see. And it's these are snippets from the funeral, but have you seen... If you've seen this video, you'll understand. I've not seen it. No, this music video that's going to play. Okay. Music is playing. Show me. I'm going to show you right now. Are you ready? 
Oh wow. Oh, this is the funeral? <clears throat> oh my god. He's not even... Have you seen that music video? No. Katy well, Perry? Well, yeah. Bon I mean, Appetit? The song, Bon Appetit. But he wasn't even cremated. Or sorry, he wasn't embalmed because they're going to see if he becomes a saint. I actually don't like this music video. Well, they like parade her out on this platter later. And it's what they did to the Pope. That's like the whole shit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think that song is more about sex. It's, oh, I it's probably, come I agree. and eat my fucking pussy. You know this tastes like cherries. It's real fucking good. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. bon appetit, baby. Like that's what the song is really about. And she's well, she's she's showing like, me a farce. Well, she's like going at it from scratch, darling. Mm. <laughs> it's time for the munchies. I've been getting high this whole episode. Fuck yeah, you have. That's good. No judgments. Okay, so. When we were in Mexico, we went on this like evening dinner cruise thing and they put us on these like gondolas, but they had like tables on them. And so they served us like a Mexican feast on these like boats. And as we traveled down the river on this boat cruise, we came across other boats that had different types of mariachis from different regions of Mexico. Playing. Oh, wow. Okay. And then we would come back around and we would get like another taste of food. So there was like this whole like platter of uh, Mexican candies that they served us for dessert. Oh, wow. Okay. And th my favorite one were these caramels rolled in pecans. Ooh, and they're like soft caramel cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I like those. I actually keep uh, Welchers or whatever caramels. I'm going to have one, but I brought these for you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to try these. Look at the wrapper. Yeah, they're fun. Glorious. And there was a lady on our like boat, and I don't, and I can't remember which region of Mexico she was from. Okay. But they make these in her region of Mexico, and she was so excited that these were there. Mm. So the lover just informed me that these candies called Glorias. Oh, Gloria, Gloria, I finally got your number. Gloria are from Guadalajara. This reminds me of Italian pizza, kind of, the filling. Mm -hmm. If it didn't have, like, that cinnamon roll crust, like that pastry dough. I love it. They're called Glorias, and I annoyed the lover and the husband because I kept singing, Oh, Gloria, Gloria, <laughs> I finally got your number, Gloria. Thanks for the Glorias, girl. Hell yes. Mmm, you so good. good. Thank you. Munchy, munchy, darling. Oh, speaking of the morning of oh, 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 munching, I'm so mad I don't have a DVR. A DVR? Yeah. So when I'm doing my emails or whatever in the morning, I always have like the morning news on is like background noise. Okay. And that really, I call him Hot Tony, but that Tony DeCopel or whatever that's on CBS Sunday mornings, he is, he's just dreamy. He's just so hot to me. And anyway, he just had another daughter, I think. But him and that Nate Burleson were like sitting there talking and Nate Burleson made the comment, bread will make you spread. Oh! <laughs> like, like eating bread will make you get fat or oh bigger, you know? Oh my God! But he heard something else. Bread will make you spread. 
And he thought he was making a sexual innuendo. <laughs> and he says, well, I don't know what you do on your couch alone in your dressing room. Oh! <laughs> I'm like sitting there doing my my I'm sitting there doing my morning emails and I say, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my god. But anyway, bread'll make you spread, people. make you spread oh my god the fur fucking bags didn't arrive a stupid cunt bitch who jinx monsoon's bags. oh my god i can't stand you know we were laughing i can't fuck oh i definitely laughed those glorias are fucking good aren't they good i like them these were mine were uh, with the ones that i had on the boat cruise were a little more smooth these are kind of gritty and i don't know why don't they seem kind of like they have a grit to them like you know what i'm saying it's the nuts oh perhaps but I really like those. So, well, I those think that's it for now, Miss Felicia. I think so. Let's do another cheers. Toast. Here's to us. To us, darling. Who knows where we might go. Felicia, do you ever ponder the questions of life? Oh, all the time. I mean, why did your uncle text me about my lizard? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Got a quandary? Dilemma? Got a question for us? Is your best friend's daddy knocking on your door? Let us know the tea. Oh, message me. Put a DM in the message box. (laughs) Message me and spill the tea. Yes, message us on Facebook. Message Message me me and and spill spill the tea. Let's be honest. We all have a thing for straight dudes. Don't we, gays? Flirting with the breeders, sleeping with the breeders, draining them when their wives are being bitch faces. It's a thing. Just gays being gays. <laughs> Listen, bitch. Stream all episodes of High Tea with Felicia and Philip. Now streaming on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. Hey there, boys. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.